Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, hey, Michigan Wolverines. This is the Michigan Maniac Podcast, and I am your host, Adam Brewer. Uh, This is just going to be kind of a random thought uh, episode today because some things have really been bugging me. And I've had some random thoughts, and obviously something pissed me off on on Instagram. Well, I don't know if it's obvious yet, but it will be. Um, but let's get into the uh, housekeeping of it all. Uh, obviously, uh, hit me up on the Michigan Maniac fan page on Facebook and then on Instagram. Also, if you want a free sticker, Michigan Maniac uh, logo sticker... Hit me up there, rate and review on Apple Podcasts or the Michigan fan page on Facebook, and then send me a DM, and I will give you, uh, give me your full name, your address, or hell, whatever address, whatever name you want to give me, I don't give a shit what it is, just give me a proper address and somebody to send it to, and I'll send you a fucking free sticker, I don't care, I got, I, I actually have a few left over, I want to get rid of them, so, uh, great quality, please, uh, do it up, so... Let's get into this. Now, there's a few things that have been on my mind lately. Now, sorry, first of all, I have to apologize. Things have been very uh, sporadic for me lately, especially with this podcast. I've had a lot going on in my life. Like I said earlier, I broke up with my girlfriend. Thank you, COVID-19. Helped me realize some things. Uh, but also, uh, with that, you know, comes some feelings because I was with her for a while. Or a year at least. And then also, you know, moving out and all that's happening this weekend. So it's been taking up a lot of time and focus and all that kind of stuff. Especially with my job being in kind of jeopardy coming up in October. I've been trying to save as much money as possible. I don't know why I have to share all this with you. So I won't. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, You know, just feel like I'm close to some of you guys. And I feel like that's just what I'm going to do. So anyways, let's get to the what... I am feeling, if I can just speak correctly. Um, Two things right off the bat, and then we'll get into what angered me on Instagram. Because I wrote down a few notes. Uh, One, I know people really dislike Jim Harbaugh. I get that. And that's whatever. Uh, He's, like, I think the last episode we talked about, he's hard to handle sometimes. He's hard to take. He's off-putting. He does weird shit. But that weird shit works. Um, But... And I have been critical of him in certain areas, and one of them has been leadership. I didn't know where his staff would be when it came to leadership. I don't know uh, if some of the reports are true that he treated uh, Shea Patterson differently than he treated everyone else. And these are a lot of questions when it comes to a coach and the leadership possibilities and qualities that he possesses to get us over the hump. And I believe a lot of that has to do with why we fucking lose to Ohio State. And I've made my feelings known many times about this. But there's one thing that I really, really, really am super impressed with, right? And regardless of what you believe, I think we all believe as a nation, whatever happened, uh, well, what happened to George Floyd was awful. The worst thing we've ever seen, get it, understand it. I don't even want to get into 
that political realm or whatever. But if you are a family and you're giving your son over, the more important, your, your most important property, right? Your precious little baby. You've watched them grow up from the time they were little. And you're picking a coach that's going to be a coach, a mentor, uh, you know, not really a father figure, but kind of. You know what I mean? I love what Jim Harbaugh did. Walking with his football players, peacefully protesting, really showed something to me. Shows maybe that he's figuring out how to be a leader and not be a replica of uh, Bo Schembechler, which I think he got trapped in, but really being who Jim Harbaugh needs to be, to be the leader that we need to get us over the top, right? So I really do believe that's what he's learned there. Watching that, seeing those those Instagram posts really said something to me. I loved looking at that. I loved knowing that that was my coach, a guy I can believe in. If I ha if my son ever was that great at football, which trust me, if he could go to Michigan and play football, my God, my life would be amazing. But if that was the case, I would feel great letting Jim Harbaugh be my son's coach. Seeing that he's there for his kids, seeing that he believes in something, see that he speaks out even when people bash him on some of the crazy stuff maybe he says or maybe he doesn't always have the inside the box view of how college football should be. Who cares? He really showed up and showed out on that day and I appreciate him for that. I'm glad that he did it and I really think that that could be a, a real uh, shift and how we see the leadership of this team, knowing that they can count on their coach. And I, uh, fantastic. I am super impressed with that, and I just wanted to lead off with that. So, secondly, with all that, uh, I think that only helps our recruiting class, to be quite honest with you, from here, uh, from 2021 on. When parents see that, they know, right? But getting to the 2021 uh, recruiting class, I I never realized. See, I'm just getting into the whole uh, nuts and bolts of recruiting, right? Uh, it's a, it's pretty heavy. There's a lot of stuff to it. Uh, it's well, it's real. You got to follow it every day, right? It's, it's labor intensive. But what I did not realize was the absolute importance of having a five star quarterback on that recruiting class and who he is as a person like just having a five-star quarterback gets other offensive linemen offensive wide receivers uh running backs other people to start taking notice that might not have had michigan on their radar but because you have a five-star kid who is an obvious leader leader like jj mccarthy changes everything and i think that's really why you see uh see the the change in our recruiting class right i want to get into some of the recruiting classes we've had under harbaugh in his five years so far at michigan and uh but right now i know other services have michigan at ranked third i use rivals and they're ranked fifth right now I have, as far as I know, they're still ranked fifth in rivals, and that's going to be the only side I use, just so this way you guys understand the information I'm getting, and I'm not going to mix it up with sources. So I'm only going to use one. But to have that kid 
constantly believing in Michigan. Then you've got Jim Harbaugh stepping up and really changing his leadership, becoming who Jim Harbaugh should be as a coach is very encouraging. And watching the obvious positives that are coming out of this recruiting class, I mean, it is, they're tumbling like dominoes and we're killing it right now. If we could pull off Rocco Spindler and uh, Edwards, my God, we could be, we it, it could be, uh, the Big Ten could take the first two, the first two spots in the top recruiting classes of this nation of the of the country right now. If we get those two, uh, shocking, and I would say a lot of it has to do with just the uh, new coaching hires that focus on on the new way to kind of recruit the continuing amazing efforts of Sean Nua. I mean, everything you hear about this guy is fucking amazing. Just an absolute soon-to-be star coach, I think. Um, the Ed Warner, who knew he could recruit, right? Still killing it with the offensive line. So I just, I'm so excited about what Michigan's doing right now. And the other day, I saw something. This still didn't piss me off yet, but the the one thing I saw and was on Instagram: Will Michigan win the Big Ten in the next five years? And I'm telling you. I always think we're going to win, so maybe I'm not the right person to say on this. But I think this season we have a very good chance, depending on leadership. But I can almost guarantee you, with J.J. McCarthy behind the helm and being our number one dude, I think we win not just one. I would say, depending on the years he starts, but I think every year that kid starts for us, we win the Big Ten. Because that's the leadership we need. And he's still in high school. And he's displaying leadership that not one of our other quarterbacks have ever shown. None. And I'm not, and I'm, and I'm not bringing up McCaffrey or Milton or McNamara right now because they have not had a chance to be the guy. So I'm not holding them to the standard of what a quarterback needs to be. But Shea Patterson, not that kind of leader. Uh... Ruddock just came in for his senior, uh, just a senior transfer. Wasn't going to be that big of a leader. Got there late. Wilton Spate, a crybaby. If you saw that thing on the on Amazon Prime, he showed himself to be a privileged, whiny baby. Uh, John O'Corn didn't even know which end was what. He didn't know what his head from the asshole. He had his, his head so far up his butt. He could have seen his tonsils. That's how high up it was. He couldn't have been a leader. He didn't even know how to throw a ball. And then you go to shape. No, no, sorry. We have not had a great leader at, in the Michigan quarterback uh, room since Chad Henney, maybe. I mean, what? John Navarro is a great leader. I don't know about that. I mean, Todd Collins was great. I loved how he obviously Tom Brady. Uh, who else? You know, Elvis Gerbach. We so we've had leaders at the quarterback position. And also, if you've noticed. Whenever we've had the dominant quarterback, or at least on par with Ohio State, we usually win those games. We usually win those games. And that's how sad it's been for such a long while that we have not met up. Now, we can go year by year and break it all down, but I don't want to do that because that will just waste my good mood. Um, So... J.J. McCarthy, huge leader. Can't wait to see what this kid can do. 
If he's already doing this in high school, what can he do when he finally gets on campus at NA2? And what is he going to do on that football field? How is he going to direct those kids? What is he going to be, right? If he was at Nazareth, he went to IMG Academy for this season. But at Nazareth, he led his team to three straight state championships. That's pressure-filled. That's leadership. That's everything we need. He's the one that's going to change us about. I guarantee we not only win Big Ten titles with J.J. McCarthy, we win at least one national title with J.J. McCarthy. This whole 2021 class is going to be known as our national title team. That's, that's the class that got us turned around, got us back on track, or, you know, really solidified the championships. And this year is going to lead us up to that because I really have high, high hopes for this team. But now let's get to the thing that annoyed me on Instagram. Now, I don't, this guy, I, don't, I think is Southern football, whatever, I don't know. But it's a chart of all the teams that he, in probably college football, or at least many of them. And he has them broken down to like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten different categories, right? Ten different categories, and we'll say 50 or so uh, college football teams. Now, I have a, for most, for some of this, I don't have a problem with. But there's three, three categories that piss me the fuck off, right? Well, actually, number one, the, uh, the uh, what is it? The, the actual contenders. That one is fine because I believe in that one. That one's A-OK. You've got Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama, and Georgia. Okay, got that. I still think you should probably put Ohio, uh, Oklahoma up in there only because Oklahoma's been to numerous playoffs. And, I mean, just as many as Georgia. So, or even more than Georgia, actually. So, they should be up there. Um, so, right there, that goes to show you that he is a Southern football guy because he uh, is an idiot. So, anyways, let's get down to the playoff caliber teams. Now, this this pisses me off. First of all, he has Auburn. Okay, he's Southern, Southern guy, SEC guy probably. So, he's going to overrate Auburn like they always do. Um, Oklahoma, fine. Oregon, fine. Whatever. LSU, got it. Florida, come on, give me a break. Not true. Uh, but then we get down to the ones that really irritate the hell out of me. He's got Penn State, Wisconsin, Notre Dame, and I know you're thinking Michigan's going to be in that one, right? The playoff caliber. Nope. Minnesota. After one good year, one good season where they didn't play anybody, uh, when they lost two out of the last three games of the season, not counting the bowl game, which they won against Auburn, who gives a shit. Uh, I'm not going to count bowl games because right now you never know who plays when, or who's sitting out, whatever. Bowl games don't count, in my opinion. Playoffs do, bowl games really don't. They're just, you know, glorified exercise. Um, okay. Minnesota. Wisconsin, Notre Dame and Penn State. Now, you would think that Michigan would be in that group. But no, we are in the... Um, oh, the solid team. We're, we're considered solid by this guy in the South. Oh, my God, be still my heart. Thank you, sir, for giving us some credit for just being a solid team. That's funny because when you look at uh, Wisconsin and Minnesota, they both play in the West. Uh, 
who gives a shit? The West is one of the weakest divisions. It's the weakest division out of the two. Out of the West and the East and the Big Ten, the West sucks. They haven't won a Big Ten title, the West, since 2012. And that was Wisconsin. Now over, and then we're just going to deal with the Harbaugh era because I refuse to accept uh, Rich Rod and Brady Hoke as my coaches. I felt we got bamboozled in that whole deal. So refuse to accept that, refuse to deal with any of those stats. But since Harbaugh's come into, come into play, uh, the East has won every Big Ten title. Every Big Ten title. You have Michigan State in 2015. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 15, 2016 Penn State, and three times Ohio State. All right, sorry about that. My my recording equipment. Um, so it's not even close. The West doesn't even give a showing most of the time when they go into the Big Ten title game. The only reason why Minnesota would even have a shot would be because they are in the West. They play in their 11-2 and season. You know who they played? They played Iowa, Wisconsin, and Penn State. Those were the only three good teams they played all season long. They only beat Penn State. And that was a close one. Penn State was coming back to either tie or whatever, and there was a fumble or something stupid. And Penn State basically put their foot up their own ass the majority of that fucking game anyways. But... I digress. They are awful. They stink. They have a cult leader for their head coach, which I'm convinced of. Uh, I cannot stand PJ Fleck. I he drives me insane. Nobody can be that peppy or that focused on something and not be an absolute psychopath. Um, they're awful. And they get thrown in for one good season. One good season. Now, just to give you an idea, this fool thinks that Minnesota is a fucking playoff caliber team off of one season. You know what they did the year before that? This is what they did the year before that. They were 7-6. and six. Oh, wait. You know what they did the year before that? They were 5-7. and seven. You know what they did in 2016? They had a pretty good one in 2016. 9-4. and four. When we have a 9-4 and four season, people want to jump off cliffs. But that's the sparkling thing for them. They can have a 9-4 and four season in the West. In the West, everybody. The West. Just remember that. The West division where there's only Wisconsin and Iowa. In the West. They have to play Northwestern. Northwestern, for God's sakes, has made it to a Big Ten title game because they play in the West. None of these teams could ever have a sniff or even get close if they had to play the East schedule like we do. Or Penn State does. You can't. You, you will, Minnesota would, be, would have been embarrassed if that was the case. Would have been embarrassed. 
They're a, they're an awful team. I can't wait to play them in Minnesota. I can't wait till we kick their ass. Now, if I if we lose and I'll I'll give it to them. Then they beat us, but they haven't beat us in I don't know how many years. Uh, we are in Harbaugh's tenure. We're two and zero against them. Uh, we are one and one against Notre Dame, which I think okay, fine. If you want to say Notre Dame's a a playoff com, uh, caliber team, fine, whatever. They've at least had recruiting classes that have ranked. They've had what one, two, three, four. They've had at least five. Five recruiting classes, top 15. Now I'm using rivals, like I said. Five, okay? In the top 15. Now, Minnesota's never had a recruiting class in the top 15. And as it stands right now with rivals, they're at number eight. So this will be the first season that they've ever had a recruiting class in the top 15, even in the top 10. Maybe in the existence of their fucking college. So, whoopee-doo. Also, Wisconsin has never had, in the five years that uh, Harbaugh's been there, has not had a top 25 recruiting class, let alone a top 15. They've gotten close a few times, 27th ranked. Right now, they are got 18. They're 18 as we speak right now. Not impressive. But we are 2-2 two and two in Harbaugh's tenure against Wisconsin. We The home team seems to hold serve, right? So... I don't know why that wouldn't be right this year. I definitely see if we have a football season, I definitely think we win, and I think we win easy against Wisconsin. I'm not sold on them. Their their dynamic running back's gone. Uh, they always have a great offensive line. I'm not, and I think their wide receiver's gone as well, Cephas. So what? You got Cone? Oh, he looked good only against us because we didn't have any defensive leadership. Don't think that's going to happen in the big house. Not going to happen. Penn State, the other playoff contender. A blocked field goal in 2016 got them into the Big Ten title game. And us choking, or the spot, got Ohio State to knock us out of contention. Oh, and then also that awful Iowa game. So it was more that we gave Penn State the chance, and they got lucky and got into a a Big Ten title game in Harbaugh's tenure. Um, But Penn State also... We are 3-2 and two in Harbaugh's tenure. Winning record. Don't know why they would be ranked ahead of us when we have a winning record in Harbaugh's time there. Um, just some of the shit I see, it's, I, don't, I don't get it. Like, how... Uh, I just... Where, where's the proof that Penn State is better than us and is a playoff caliber team? You would think they are dominating us. You would think that they're five and zero against us in, in Michigan against Michigan in the time Harbaugh's been there. You would think Wisconsin dominates us only when it's it's two and two. So it's a t- it's a coin flip on who's going to win those games. But yet they're playoff contenders. The only reason why that is is because Penn State got lucky one year, and fucking Wisconsin has a bunch of nobodies to play every fucking season. Every season, you get lucky, you can play. Uh, give give us that. Can you please give me Wisconsin's schedule every fucking year? I'll take it. Every, if, if Michigan was in the fucking West, we would have already been to three Big Ten title games. At least three. Because the West is garbage. So 
What is this fucking guy thinking? Oh, we're, I, but I'm a fucking SEC homer. I don't know fucking shit. I'm going to date my sister and kiss my mother. That's all I know about the South. Well, I guess, fuck it. That- I'm very, that'd be like me doing something about the SEC or trying to tell you how good Alabama is when I don't know dick about the SEC. What the fuck is going on here? How the fuck is that possible? I mean, seriously, how is that fucking possible? I mean, you know who's a dark horse? They have fucking Arizona State as a dark horse. I live in this state. Yeah, uh, Herm is doing a good job, but they're no dark horse. They they fuck everything up. You know who else is a dark horse? Oregon State. Oregon State. How are you a dark horse when you're Oregon fucking state? I don't even know if they won a game last year. And they're fucking dark horses? Are you fucking nuts? What is this guy doing? He's fucking crazy. Fucking absolutely crazy. I'm sorry I'm cursing too much. But seriously, this guy's nuts. He's absolutely nuts. Utah is better than Oregon. Or at least on the same level. I think Oregon won last year in the the Pac-12 title game. But still, on the same level. But they're just solid. That's it. They're solid. We're mixed in with Iowa State. Louisville. I don't know if Louisville won three games last year, but they're solid. We've had consistent 2015, 10-3, and 3, 2016, 10-3, and 3, 2017, 8-5, and 2018, 10-3, and, and then last season, 9-4. Louisville has nowhere near. They had one quarterback that did pretty good for them. And then he went on to the NFL. After that, what have they done? They haven't done shit. And they're in the ACC. There's only one good team in the ACC. Okay, sorry, North Carolina's coming up out of fucking nowhere. But still, no one's shitting their pants when you find out, oh my God, we're playing North Carolina. Maybe in college basketball, but when it comes to football, who gives a shit? And Mitch Trubisky, he can't even hit a water bottle in the fucking NFL. What are we worried about that... North Carolina's coming up with some talent? Give me a break. What is going on with this? And I guarantee you it's only because... Oh, look at that. He has, for dark horses, Tennessee. Tennessee! What? What was... He's an absolute SEC homer, so I don't know why I'm even getting getting riled up about. But this is crazy. We're solid, but Tennessee's a dark horse. Tennessee with... I mean... Fucking Minnesota. Okay, fine. You want to give? You want to say Wisconsin is uh, is a playoff caliber team? Whatever. They play in the West and they've been to numerous Big Ten title games. So I guess uh, that if that qualifies, if you just want to look at stupid stats without really digging into it to see why this shit happens, sure, that's fine. We'll just go with that. But that's at least something I can understand. I can at least let you see a track record and be like, yeah, Wisconsin usually in the Big Ten title game for the West side. Yeah, okay. They've probably had a few 10-win seasons. They average probably about nine wins a year. Fucking Minnesota off of one season, and they played only three teams. Three tough teams, and they lost to two of them. And and they went to overtime with the likes of like, well, they almost lost to Georgia Southern. I can't even remember the fucking horseshit team they went to fucking double overtime with. I get it. We had Army, but we still had Shea Patterson. Put Tate Morgan on our team, 
And it's a different thing. At least I admire Tate Morgan, I think that's his fucking name. Or Tatum Morgan, or whatever the fuck that kid's name is. I, at least he's something. But come on. You gotta be kidding me. One year at 11 and 2? One year, and they're already playoff contenders. Give me a fucking break. This is, I can't believe what I see. So this is why Michigan needs to nut up this season. Find whatever leader they need. I don't care if it's Cade McNamara. I don't care who it is. If they can, if they can read the field, make the best possible choice, I don't care who it is. They need to start. They need to lead. They need to take on all comers and let's lead this team to actually doing something this season. Because this season we can do something. Well, because obviously we're, we're going to play the almighty Minnesota. Hopefully they don't kill us. Oh my gosh. Well, we'll just bow down to the mighty crazy PJ Fleck and row, row the boat as we go into the frozen lakes of Minnesota. I mean, what are we doing? When Minnesota's considered a, a, a threat? A th Minnesota! Do it for five years in a row, Minnesota. Then I'll give you some props. How about you move over to the East and play some real teams every stinking year? And not, you haven't played Ohio State in I don't know how many years, two, three years, something like that? Oh, yeah, that's right. You played him in 2018 when he went 7-6 and six and he got the doors blown off. Well, good for you. You can play them one season. Oh, yippee Good for you. Oh, that's great for you guys. That's awesome. Good for you, Minnesota. Row that boat. Oh, we're rowing that boat. When you need to have a logo and a slogan that is basically stolen from a child's nursery rhyme, you're a psychopath. An absolute... I don't know who's worse. The people who buy into his horse shit or him for, for disrespecting the people enough to think they're not smart enough to catch on that they are mindlessly saying a child's nursery rhyme and letting that disembodied penis of fucking... Oh, I can't even remember his name. I'm so worked up. I, I usually call him the penis of somebody. Oh, Tony Robbins. There, there you go. It's a little late out here and I've got to get to bed soon, but... Yeah, the disembodied penis of... Or de the detached penis of Tony Robbins, uh, a.k.a. PJ Fleck, uh is a joke. I can't stand him. I will long for the day when I'll, when Minnesota falls to the wayside again because he's going to take some major job coming up because there's going to be some stupid school that's going to step up and offer him a boatload of money. Uh, and he'll ditch Minnesota as fast as he can for a better opportunity. Because when you look at him, he looks like one of those guys that when no one else is around, he punches dogs for no reason. Uh but that's just me. I can look into men's souls and know how awful they are. Obviously, this is a comedy podcast or whatever, so this way no one gets their panties in a bunch when I say outrageous shit, because it's all for fun, guys. That's what it is. All for fun. So, I want to get out of here. Uh, once again, great, great episode. Thank you, guys. I want to try and do more if I can, but my life is always hectic, and it seems the more I do, the more hectic it becomes. So, guys... Thank you always for the support. Talking to me on on Instagram and on the on the on the Facebook, as my dad says. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the the friendships I've made. Just getting to know you guys and knowing that you really enjoy this uh, really helps me out a lot. And that is um, better than anything I could ever tell you. Thank you so much. Um, 
Like I say, it is great to be a Michigan Wolverine, even though we're only considered solid to this redneck dickhole who only knows apparently SEC football, but he feels like he can just, you know, make lists of the whole college football because he doesn't know anything else. Because, you know, Oregon State is that dark horse everybody's looking for. <sighs> it is great to be a Michigan Wolverine. Absolutely great. And forever and always, guys, go blue.